This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth tonight, family. I want to talk to you about a few things. As I mentioned just now, we are having an open discussion, so uh, folks are open to bring up anything that's on your mind, anything that has come across your radar, anything that the Lord has been speaking to you this week. Go ahead and throw it out there. I'll even go ahead and um, throw in the invite link in a little bit. But in the meantime, I want to talk about something that came across my radar this week. A buddy of mine, friend from the world, he sent me a video of Crunchy Black on Vlad TV's interview uh, or Vlad TV who does interviews. And uh, for those who may not know, Crunchy Black is a rapper. He is with a group called Three Six Mafia. And I would play the clip for you, but he's one of those guys, like most rappers, <laughs> he's one of those guys that uh that 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 isn't fit for this particular channel, meaning that he has a lot of four-letter words, and I'm not talking about holy. <laughs> he might say holy, but he might put something on the end of it. So I I can't play the clip for you, but Vlad asked him a question about the group that he was in. I don't know if he's still with them or not. They're an older group. They were back when I was listening to, to rap and all that. But, you know, the Three Six Mafia group and Vlad was basically asking them about the devil worship that was blatantly in their music. You know what I mean? The name of their group, the things that they talked about, typical rapper stuff, you know, drugs, getting high, women, and just some of the most vulgar songs you could think of. And before I was saved, I was listening to them every day. You know what I mean? But just some of the most vulgar things, the most um, wicked things that you could possibly think of. And Vlad asked him about, he asked Crunchy Black about, you know, his dealings with with Satan and things like that, basically asking him if he sold his soul. And the way he responded, he did say that there are people who do that. And I'm going to come back and put the link in the description once once this is over. But he did say that there are people who do that. He said that it was even offered to him, but he claimed that he didn't do it, that he didn't accept that offer, right? But what he said was that usually the devil won't come as we see him. You know, like, for example, in the Lil Nas X video, I think that's how they got on the topic of it. Um, in the Lil Nas X video, you have a uh, prototypical or, or, you know, depiction of Satan, the red guy with the horns and things like that. and you know, that's how most people associate him to look. But what Crunchy said was, you don't really get that. But he said that he works through people. So he might be the record executive that's in the room that's trying to get you to do a certain type of thing. Or he might be this person that you thought was your friend who's trying to get you to make or accept this certain type of offer. And so uh, these things that he's mentioning, and he actually, this was recent, this was like, this year recently, maybe like seven months ago. But I think he even says something 
maybe back in 2013, Crunchy Black did on Vlad again. You know, he just interviewed the same people and over over and over sometime. But he said that uh, the devil came to him and offered him that deal. And even uh, there's another guy. His name is Ice JJ Fish. His real name is Daniel McLeod or McLeod or something like that. But his name is Daniel and he's saved now. He's actually born again. Some of you might know him from some viral songs that he had. I think one of them was called um, My Bay, and the other one was called, uh, man, I'm trying to remember, oh, something about you, girl. So he's kind of like this artist who's known for singing off pitch and rapping off pitch and just not sounding good to most people, you know, so they didn't know whether he was serious, whether he was trolling, whether he was literally mentally challenged, right? (laughs) But anyway, he's saved now. And I follow him on Instagram and I was looking at one of his stories and he said that the devil came to him in a dream and presented that offer to him. And fortunately, he did not accept it in the dream. So it got me really thinking about the music industry and just the idea of the devil coming to people and presenting this offer of of them selling their souls and so the title of tonight's solid talk says happy meals uh where i get that from is a line that kanye west said it's a line that i really don't even like repeating right like out of my mouth but uh but he said this in the concert one time and in one of his songs and he said uh and this is quote quote i'm gonna say that again quote i sold my soul to the devil it was a crappy deal. Lisa came with a few toys like a Happy Meal, end quote. And so he says that, and there's literally hundreds of videos of celebrities, you know, not just rappers, but other people in general, other musicians, other, I don't know so much other areas of life, but especially the musicians, some actors, right? Um, They'll tell you straight up sometimes or they will have you to read between the lines sometime to basically tell you you know what it really takes to get ahead in these particular fields and so jesus was tempted by satan after he fasted 40 days and 40 nights the bible says that satan uh came to him so he even came to jesus and he took him up upon a high mountain and he showed him It didn't just say he showed him the music industry. It said that he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory therein. So you're talking about every region of the world. You're talking about every industry of the world, government, education, uh, Hollywood, uh, music industry, um, certain political uh, things, basically any place in this world where you can have status, there's going to be the temptation for selling your soul. There's going to be the prospect of some corruption. I'm not saying that everyone that has reached a certain level has automatically made that choice. But what we've got to understand is that the Bible says that Satan is the prince and power of the air. Jesus even said verbatim, he says, the prince of this world comes and he has nothing in me. So even, yes, God is in control of everything. Yes, God is sovereign. 
but for a moment of time, Satan has dominion over the world. And when I say the world, I mean the world system. I mean the systems of this world, right? Uh, now, we as believers, the Bible says that we're pilgrims passing through. So we're in this world, but we're not of this world, meaning that we're not from this world. Okay, we're we're just here. We're and that's that's the reason why we're supposed to be peculiar. That's the reason why we're supposed to be strange. Because yes, that is the spirit of the age when you breathe it in the, the breath of this age. But we are being nourished by the spirit of God. You know, God God is blowing breath into our lungs and allowing us to live for Him. He's filled us with His spirit. So we're not in the same boat as everybody else. So we're supposed to look a little bit different. We're supposed to sound a little bit different. We're supposed to have different views than what the norm is in the world system. And oftentimes, if we find ourselves being too agreeable or being too conformable to what the world is doing, that might be a time for some self-examination. Why is it that Everybody in the world is just so comfortable with me. They weren't comfortable with Jesus. Some people were. When he was performing miracles, they were. But for the most part, after they kind of got his full spiel about him being the son of God and all that, they would they were trying to kill him. They did kill him. And so thinking taking it back to this idea of a, of a happy meal, something temporary. Something that does come with some toys, just something for you to play with. Um, is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? I'm thinking about, I mean, we could go down a list of these artists, but the most recent one was this guy named Young Dolph. Uh, I think he's out of Memphis, if I'm not mistaken. And Young Dolph actually had an album. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Young Dolph actually had an album uh that was pretty much in your face <laughs> about as in your face as you could get uh in terms of the idea of uh i'm just gonna say it uh, let me just show you the album cover actually uh i'm gonna see if i can pull it up and show you guys a picture of it but basically, this guy, Young Dolph, I'm trying to remember the name of the album. I don't see the name on these on these pictures here. But uh, okay, so let me see if I can share the screen. Basically, the Young Dolph dude died recently. Uh, the secular story is that he was probably into some hood shenanigans and it just kind of caught up with him. And to a certain degree, that's probably true. But everything that happens in the natural happens first in the spiritual. And there was a lot of spiritual things going on with this guy. I think he was about 36 years old when he got killed. There's a lot of spiritual things going on with this guy. And that's a little bit of imagery, but, uh, you know, it ain't nothing, nothing new or nothing like that. I just want to give you a fair warning. Um so you see here uh the name of his album i try to make it bigger i made it smaller the name of his album that he had recently came out with was called uh paper route illuminati so the name of his his 
record label. It's called Paper Route Empire. And he came out with a project called Paper Route Illuminati. And shortly after he came out with this album, he had died. But the kicker is that in one of his lyrics, he literally said, quote, because <laughs> I don't like saying these things out, out of my mouth directly, quote, if I sell my soul, will I go to hell? That's actually a paraphrase, right? Because I, I can't remember the exact line he said. But he basically asked the question, if I sell my soul, will I go to hell? End quote. And um, I guess he found out. You know, I hate to say it that way, but I guess he found out. You know, I watched a video from this guy that I watch. His name is Kijani, arguably my favorite YouTuber. Uh and he did an expose on this. He's been exposing this industry for a long time. And I don't really talk about this too much on the channel because I kind of feel like there are other people who do this way better than me. And I also feel like there are many of you who are already kind of hip to what's going on. But the dude, Kijani, was just kind of talking about uh, this sacrifice that Dolph made. His name was actually Adolf. And... Uh, you know, he's from Chicago, but he basically grew up in Memphis and things like that. But he found out. And what a lot of these rappers are finding out is when they make this choice, what happens is the devil gets what he wants out of you. And once he's done with you, you're disposable. As a matter of fact, you're really disposable anyway, because there's a gazillion rappers like literally there's there's probably hundreds of thousands of rap I'm, I, the Lord got me rapping. <laughs> now I rap for the Lord, you know what I mean? So they ain't going they ain't going to come to me with that and if they do, they don't have any place in me. Just like Jesus said, that has no place in me. Um the writing that I do, I can't even really do it without the inspiration from the Lord. You know what I mean? But what happens is these guys get inspired by demons. You know, they get high, which is a gateway drug. And when I say gateway, I don't just mean physically, I mean spiritually. Marijuana is a gateway drug, just like most other drugs. And uh, effectively, they become channelers. They become channelers through the music. And what happens is the devil uses them as little, um, you can think of them as like little instruments or little, little, uh, uh, little microphones. And he uses these vessels to get whatever he wants in the mainstream out. And then he puts a, a amazing beat behind it. And all of a sudden, the beat is so good and, and the auto-tune is on it and the song is so catchy that you're singing it, but you're not even fully comprehending the words that are actually being said in the song. And then if you are comprehending the words that are in the song, if you're in the world, you're so blind that you don't even recognize it. You know, Kanye West said that line I said earlier verbatim. I, I such and such... It was a crappy deal. Lisa came with a few toys like a Happy Meal. I thought when I before I was saved, I thought it was a dope line. You know what I mean? I thought it was I thought it was art. <laughs> I thought it was art. I thought that music didn't have an influence on me. But looking back on it, I realized that although it didn't affect me in, in certain areas, like I'm thugging or I'm doing too much, it, it, it did have an impact on me. And that's one of the most cunning things that Satan does is he promotes this music. He promotes all of these different type of um, messages. But then he disguises it as art or creativity. And then he convinces you 
the listener that you're disciplined enough to actually be able to separate, to be able to segregate the message from the way that you live your life. But the thing about it is every human being has a favorite preacher. Every human being wants to be led. You know, I was reading a book in the Bible today in Judges. I was reading about Gideon. Gideon was a guy who once he defeated the Midianites, all of the Israelites said, we want you to be our king and we want your sons to be our king and your son's sons to be our king after that. And Gideon said, I'm not going to be your king. But what it got me thinking about is just the fact that human nature, we want to be led. We need to be led. And so everybody's going to be led by somebody. But the question is, what spirit are you under? What spirit are you under? We don't always know what spirit we're under. The guy came to cut off Jesus's ear. Uh, Peter took out the knife, cut off Malchus's ear. Jesus told him, put that sword away. You don't know what spirit you're under. Peter thought that he was doing something noble. He thought that he was doing something that was actually beneficial, that was actually constructive. But Jesus told him, you don't even know what spirit you're under. And so we listen to this music, right? The the, the root word in, uh, in uh, let me say it this way, the music is inspired by somebody. And the root word in inspire is actually spirit. So anytime we listen to anything, the question has to be, what is the spirit that's behind this particular artist that I'm listening to? Because if I'm receiving it, right? Remember, I just said everybody has a favorite preacher. And a lot, oftentimes, if we're in the world and sometimes just in general, maybe even some people in the church, the musicians are nothing more than ministers. They're preachers. A lot of these guys were supposed to be preachers. DMX was supposed to be a preacher. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys that are influential, they were that that they can put these words together. They were supposed to be singers. They were supposed to be rapping for the Lord. They were supposed to be preachers and stuff like that. But there's always going to be a choice. Life is about a series of choices. We have to make decisions. And God will offer you one thing and the devil may offer you another thing. So what's going to determine what causes us to make which decision? So you get these guys, they become channelers, right? And they push these agendas out and then you go into the neighborhoods, you go into a place like Chicago and everybody trying to figure out why they got hundreds of murders every year. <laughs> <laughs> and anybody that's clothed in their right mind is thinking, well, duh, are you paying attention to what these guys are saying? And then they say, well, you know, that's that's not life imitating art. That's art imitating life, meaning that these guys are just telling their story. That's all what they know. But nonetheless, nonetheless, <laughs> can you really deny the fact? You know, it's a form of bondage. When people are still bound by that type of music, and they, but yet we still see the fruit of what's happening in these particular communities, the murder rate, okay, the 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 rate of of uh, kids being born out of wedlock. The music plays a role in that. 
You know what I mean? A lot of the songs that folks listen to, songs have a meaning. They have a purpose. If Saul, my bad, showed that by accident. If Saul, and anyone's welcome to join in. If David was able to play a spirit off of Saul, then wouldn't that mean that somebody will be able to play a spirit onto somebody? Okay. If, if, if David, if Saul is troubled, he's angered. And then he gets David to come and play this particular instrument, this music, and that music commands that spirit to lift off of Saul because of the mood that David's music put Saul in. He took him from a upset mood into a peaceful mood just simply by playing his music. So what happens now if somebody is just in a neutral mood, but then they listen to some demonic music or some violent music, and then they play that spirit of music on them? I mean, look, I'm just saying, if you can play a spirit off somebody, you can play a spirit on somebody simply with the music. So we have to be very mindful of our eye gates, very mindful of our ear gates. Because everybody wants to be led, even, even if it's on a subconscious level, because we're dependent creatures. So everybody is going to be led by someone or something. And we have to recognize ministers when we see it. You know, we think that they are artists. Uh, we think that we think that we are that we are just partaking of some art that they did or created. When in actuality, they are uh, pundits. They are um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They they they're, they're basically like like ministers, like priests that are um, presenting to you as a congregation. They're presented to you as a congregation, and so um, man, I'll come back maybe and put some links of some examples. Most of y'all have seen this stuff before. A lot of people take it lightly; they think it's no big deal. But the issue is that uh, folks are dying from these things. You know, these rappers are dying. And the thing about it is what the devil knows is that they're they're miscellaneous. And I hate to say it that way, but it's just true. And what I mean by that is, um, say somebody like this guy, King Vaughn. He's a guy out of Chicago. He hangs out with Lil Durk or whatever. And um, he was up next. He was up next, but then he actually got killed. You know, he his, he got into an altercation with some guy named Quando Rondo or whatever. And in self-defense, Quando Rondo's friend shot him. But spiritually, what happened was that uh, the devil had gotten what he wanted to get out of that guy. And now he's worth more dead than he was alive. He's worth more dead then he was alive. So my question is, the toys that you get from the Happy Meal, are those toys really worth it? They feel worth it at the time. The women feel worth it. The money feels worth it. The cars feel worth it. The jewelry feels worth it. The clout feels worth it. But when you're laying six feet in that casket, is it really worth it? And so I want to talk a little bit about what inspires people to take these deals, these happy meals, happy deals? What inspires people to take these deals? A lot of these young men are battling rejection. 
And rejection manifest. We hear a lot about rejection when it comes to women. But rejection manifests itself a little bit differently in men. It's the same concept. It's the same principle. You know, you feel like you you have been missing something and you feel like you want to get it back. And you feel like, okay, um, maybe I've been poor all my life or maybe I felt ugly all my life or maybe I just wasn't the man all my life. And what happens is it makes that person vulnerable. It makes that person empty because they don't have fulfillment. That spirit of rejection makes them feel like they're lacking something in life. So when you have, and I'm not saying that they're victims, but when you have a vulnerable person and Satan comes and he says, I can give you everything that you've always wanted. And you're looking at your life. And, you know, these guys, they end up rapping for the world. Most of them don't have the Lord. And if they do, they, you know, they don't answer that call. But you look at your life and you say, man, I may not have anything going for me. I never had money. I never had the, the women I wanted. They didn't give me the time of day. I never had a nice car. Right. All of these different things. You're looking at that proposition uh, or you're looking at that situation. And then you're looking at this proposition that the devil is giving you. Right. He's giving you this happy meal. It's it's, it's fast. It's, it's instant, uh, virtually instant. It's fast. Uh, it's, it doesn't have any substance, but it come with a little toys. It's not good for you, but it come with a little toys. It really doesn't even fill you up that much, honestly. Like I can go get some McDonald's Chick-fil-A and still be hungry. It doesn't fill you up that much. And if it does, it's only for a, a short time. But it came with a few toys. And so if you didn't have these toys growing up, then you're going to accept that happy meal. You're going to accept that happy deal that he presents to you. Jesus said, and I mentioned this earlier, he said, the prince of this world comes and he has nothing in me. The reason why Satan had nothing in Jesus is because Jesus was totally fulfilled by the father. He was totally fulfilled by the spirit of God. So if we have the fulfillment, meaning that, meaning that we're being made whole, right? If we have the, God bless you, brother. I'm about to bring you on in a second. Hey, how if, you doing? Film, good, good. If we have the fulfillment, uh, which says that we are being made whole, right? Um, what that means is that we are not rejected. We've been accepted by the father. And so a lot of these guys, uh, well, I, don't, I don't even want to say victim, but they they fall for that trick that the devil plays when he presents these things. Brother, did you have any uh, thoughts that you wanted to weigh in on this? Yeah, man, I'll just um, think about it. Like I've been on since the beginning. I'll just think about the music industry. has It, it has a really profound effect on the youth. And um, I was reading this book about, um, I think the prophetic or something like that. And in the book, the man said, thought, Thoughts create atmospheres. So when the Bible says, let this mind be in you, that is also in Christ Jesus. If you're feeding yourself that stuff constantly, it's going to manifest in your life. Because I think um, what they call it music in, I think they call it drill music in Chicago. Chicago got a very high murder rate, but that's all the music. That's all they talk about is, is murdering each other, killing one another and things like that. And you got to think about it. People ride down the street with the, windows down bumping it you know since the spirit is just repping in the area 
And um, that's how really how the enemy gets strongholds in the area. But us, us as believers, we can take that territory through prayer and whatever God have us to do. You're absolutely right, man. And that's why I was saying earlier, it's the it's the spirit of this age. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's in the airways, the prince and power of the air. It's certain mm -hmm. territories or, or regions that you can go over and you can just kind of almost perceive what's going on in the air. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like, like you ever heard the expression that they must be putting something in the water? Yeah. Yeah, in certain scenarios, it's like they 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 putting some in the water. Well, he's putting it in the air. You know what I mean? Just like you mm -hmm. were saying, they 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 play that music and stuff. And uh I think we really underestimate the effect of the music and we overstate our our ability to um to uh go against it. Brother Jay looked like he might have dropped off, but um, but man, he might come back on. But yeah, I'm just uh I appreciate what he said because it's like certain territories when you go over them, man, you just don't know what to expect. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go up to the top and I'm going to oh there he is. I had a phone call, I'm sorry. What you was oh, saying? Oh, it's all good. Yeah, man. Uh but you're right, you're right. Mm -hmm. These these messages, man. And the thing about it is the enemy because of the internet mm -hmm. you know first the radio then the tv now the internet he's able to mass produce yeah you know how the bible says there's nothing new under the sun That's well right. you know you guys might have heard me say this before if you get a product and that product is is a, a, a doing well mm -hmm. the next step for you to do is to franchise and then when you franchise you're going to start mass producing you know mm -hmm. what i mean you're going to start putting it out there and that's what the internet has done is this allowed us to be able to put this right in the palm of our hands, mm -hmm. right, right in our ears, mm -hmm. you know, where I don't even have to be in a certain type of place to hear that type of stuff. I can, I can plug it right in me if I want to hear it, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, man, but these rappers dying at such a young age, what do you think about that? Well, um, yeah, at one point in time, I was a conspiracy theorist and heard about people selling souls to the devil, which I believe is false because in Ezekiel it said, all souls are mine. So basically, they all belong to the Lord anyway. So basically, you technically cannot sell your soul, but you're selling your allegiance to him for fame and fortune and things like that. So and um, then I seen a few pictures of these rappers wearing a certain ring and all that type of stuff, and all of them die young. So it's probably part of their quote-unquote contract that they want the fame, but they don't, they don't want to live a long life. I guess they want to die with the glory and things like that and um one thing i understand this is very interesting this is one of my thoughts i had i truly believe all these people were called by god but they chose the world over god because just think about the influence that they have i believe the influence really came from god but the devil perverted it i heard a story about tupac secure right right before he got shot somebody came to evangelize to him i think god called him to be like a mighty prophet or so i don't i can't really remember what it was but the man of God went to him and said, man, go and get like the Christ. And Tupac said, man, I'm having way too much fun. Why would I do that? That man died the next day. And wow. like Tupac could have been a great preacher, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, because, you know, we out until this day, like we might have listened to his music, but he was a he was nice. And um, it's a, it's a lot of people, in the, even in the movie industry, man, they're called by God. 
but the enemy um offering the glory because with Christ there's suffering, long suffering. We have to be patient in the world. You live in the flesh and just do whatever you want to do. But um, and a lot of people came out of church. You go do your research, a lot of them um, know something about Jesus and they have some mm -hmm. type of foundation. But um, that's my thoughts about that. Yeah, man. Like you said, it's instant. It's instant. You go to McDonald's. It's a reason why it's called fast food. <laughs> you yeah, go to McDonald's. They got it sitting clock. up there waiting for you. <laughs> so. You know, uh, but if if somebody in there cooking you a home cooked meal, that yep. thing might take an hour, depending on what they make. All day. <laughs> all day. They might put it in the slow cooker. And yeah, right, um, right. that's the thing about about the Lord, man, is like you said, um, the Bible says he who in order for us to reign with christ we must suffer with christ yes and people are looking at the option of suffering with christ being different basically looking at this life experience saying okay i, I gotta be set apart this whole time versus mm -hmm. uh not having to suffer for anything mm -hmm. just uh you know being accepted by the world all of these different type of um you know, notoriety and clout and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they really believe, I think a lot of this is, is the carnal mind, right? Yeah. I don't think a lot of them really see the big picture. Mm -hmm. They only see what's in front of their face. Mm -hmm. But like you were saying with Tupac, a lot of times it's just the, it's just the fun. It's just the pull. Yeah. You know, it's just like, man, it just feels good. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a dangerous thing to be in because you're saying that that guy prophesied to Tupac or, you know, um, evangelized to Tupac the mm -hmm. day before. Yep. And I'm sure he assumed, Tupac, that he was just going to live the next day and wake up and live the next day after that and wake up. Mm -hmm. But tomorrow wasn't promised yep so we can't boast in tomorrow you know what i mean no, we can't man that's um that's just really that's something like um a lot of people a lot of young people are dying too i noticed that like i've been watching the news these people i went to high school with all type of stuff and um a lot of people soon they got time like here's the story like it was this guy i went to high school with me and one person friends or anything like that but we knew each other and um i seen my dollar journal one day at the um church by the way, Dollar Journal on every corner like church ain't nothing going on there, man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but anyway, um, so I seen him in there. He he said me come with my nickname because that's how everybody knew me. And after that, um, he said get my number. So we we start you know chopping it up, you know catching up and stuff. Then he asked for some money. You know I'm a nice guy, so I gave you like I think it was like twenty dollars. You know, so I gave him twenty dollars. Then he asked me again. I like nah, I can't do that. So I evangelized to him. I said, man, you got to be born again. You know, come to my church, man. We will spill for your church. You know, you get you baptized, get you right. God will take care of you. He never came. Six months later, his girlfriend killed him. Wow. Like, and like, man, like it didn't, a lot of people think it kind of affected me. But at the same time, I was like, I was really happy that God gave him one more opportunity. You know, because he could have went on and been did something great. But a lot of times the enemy has such a hold on people that people just think like, man, what I'm like, I really believe a lot of people feel like they went too far to be forgiven. Wow. And most, most of the time that's not, that's not true. Well, I don't believe a large percent of the time that's not true. Like God will forgive you. They feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. What, what, none of us are worthy of the blood of the lamb. None of us. 
But the um God what God has for us is the best thing that there could ever be. A lot of people don't see that because it's kind of like uh, on TikTok. Um, the top things on TikTok is like magicians and all that type of stuff. People doing magic tricks. I didn't know that. But oh yeah, like I do a lot of research about a whole bunch of stuff because like I want to really be effective in the body of Christ. You know, like in the, the Bible said, my people destroy for lack of knowledge. We have to, in my personal opinion, be aware of everything. And like one thing that makes me upset is these people up here using these spirits to you know get words of knowledge and stuff like that. As believers, we have gifts of the spirit. We have healing. And then it adds no sorrow. When, when you go to the enemy for something, yeah, you might get something from him, but then again, it's going to cost something else. Like like how the young Dolph probably did whatever he had to do, and his life was short. Like, mm. I want to live to be 70 like the Bible said. You know what I'm saying? You know, hey, it's just, yeah. that's just what it is. But um, at the end of the day, man, we're just going to just stay prayed up, be vigilant. Really stay in the um, presence of God because um, as time go on, the world's going to get worse and worse. But I believe believers are going to rise up and be stronger and stronger. Absolutely, man. It's like this stuff is getting clearer and clearer for those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. Uh -huh. You know, it, it, it's like if you can get any type of inkling of, of, of insight mm -hmm. um, and your will is, is such where you want to know truth, you can get it. You know what I mean? You can receive the truth, which is Jesus Christ. You know, he's available. Um, but folks just have to be open to the move of God. They have to be open to um, being able to 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 see truth and to receive truth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man, I'm thinking about what you said about people that think that they've done too much to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. um, that's a sad mentality. Yeah. You know, it's a sad mentality because... Uh, the blood will never lose its power. It will never will. It it'll never lose its power. And um I wish more people understood that. Yeah. You know, I wish man, we did a play years ago, not a play, excuse me. We did a skit years ago called Throw Away Your Resume. Horribly produced. I might reproduce it in the future. <laughs> but the idea behind it is kind of cringe. <laughs> but the idea behind it, man, was just like um resumes don't matter to God. I don't. Good or bad, mm -hmm. he 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 chooses us and loves us simply because he just wants to. Yep. It has nothing to do about anything that we have done, what we will do. You could have fed a, a, a million homeless orphans, mm -hmm. you know, but that I ain't gonna say it doesn't matter to God, but as far as your salvation, it doesn't matter to God. Yep. You know, because we can't work our way into salvation. That's right. And same respect. God forbid somebody could have killed 100,000 homeless orphans. Mm -hmm. And as horrible as that would be, it really doesn't matter to God if he chooses to save us. And and I, I think that's why it's called. Well, I know that's why it's called good news, but I wish more people understood why it was called good news. Mm -hmm. You know, we went out and um, evangelized a little bit today after the outreach. And I asked a couple people that we were talking to. I said, uh, I said, uh, do you know what the word what the word gospel means? Because they said that they were Christians and they, mm -hmm. they didn't really know. And that's so more or less OK that they didn't know. Mm -hmm. But if we begin to see see this salvation uh, as good news, it'll make you think a lot. Okay, what is the good news? Mm -hmm. Okay, good news as opposed to what? Bad mm -hmm. news. 
Okay. That's the that's why it's good news because you could have <laughs> literally done anything and and the Lord will still accept you. Yep. <laughs> He'll still save us and clean us up. Um, mm-hmm. so that's powerful, man. Yeah, man. It's just yeah, it's, yeah, and like a lot of times, um, that's just the play of the enemy because he dwells in condemnation and he, he wants people to feel worthless. But in, in the eyes of God, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. He took our time with us. Like me personally, I wasn't a uh, scholar in high school or in college. But God still want me to, you know, do it, do a work for him. You, he want me to write books. And boy, if you see my handwriting, boy, it's like, how am I going to do this? But <laughs> what, what God does, I remember I learned this. I'm going to let you go, bro, because, you know, this this is good. You know? Okay, okay, <laughs> go ahead. Take your time. Um, I was listening to this YouTube channel because I love the intricate things of the gospel, like pe- the things people don't notice. Because in one of the gospels, when when they were on, when Peter walked on water, they were, it was different boats. I think it's in John, I believe. Anyway, though. Mm. The dude was talking about when um, Peter and John was standing across from the Pharisees. The Bible said they they perceived that they were unlearned. Like so, people most most people read it, they think to themselves like, okay, they unlearned, like they're they're not very intelligent. No, that means they wasn't really schooled in the Torah. They wasn't good in the Torah like that. They 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 kept the tradition, but they they didn't really know the Bible that well. But who, but who preached the first message on Pentecost? Peter, <laughs> and, you know, mm-hmm. John, he went on to do great things. God used, God loved to use the simple things to confound the wise. He used simple people and elevate them. It's kind of like, it, like in churches, some people are so caught up in their titles and things like that. Like, oh, I'm an elder. I'm talking about as soon as a person get ordained. Oh, hey, I'm not Justin anymore. I'm an elder <laughs> Justin. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, you know, you were just my, my brother the other day. Uh-huh. Anyway. And God be skipping over them, just like just like He did with um with David. He, he put like the order come out of nobody. David, David was out in the field doing his thing. So we really have to understand that um we all have a purpose and a plan, and it's not everybody's um and everybody's purpose to have a ministry like like how you have a ministry online and you should do ministry in the church or whatever. Sometimes God won't, won't, might want you to be an usher your whole life. And you can use be used powerfully by God. You can see people that's kind of struggling or whatever. You can bring them to the altar, whatever, or whatever. Or maybe you could be the janitor your whole life. God has a place for everybody. It's in the ministry of helps. You can watch this your whole life. But it's so many things that God has us for to do. But um, the enemy loves to attack our identity like he did with Jesus in Matthew chapter 4. Mm-hmm. He attacked his identity twice. If you be the son of God. Jesus knew he was you know, the son of God and God and things like that. But the enemy likes to give us false identity. He likes to create these wounds, and he wants the world to fill them. That's one mm. thing the Lord kind of taught me one time. I was watching the movie, and the Holy Ghost was like, the enemy, he'll cut you like through something happened in your childhood, and then he'll bring you some type of remedy like drugs and things like this to counterfeit. But the only healer is Jesus Christ, Christ the healer. He's the only person that can heal us inwardly and outwardly. Mm. Man, that's powerful, bro. <laughs> that's powerful man um the only person who can heal us inwardly and outwardly man it's it's like there's all even in the in the world there's always the the i don't want it's not bait and switch that's not what i'm trying to say but like you said the devil is the one that can wound you and then give you something to so-called heal it yeah that's how it is man like they'll put mcdonald's over here and then put pharmaceutical drugs over here you know what I mean? Like they 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 want to get you on this end. You you spent your money on the McDonald's now because you God forbid got you know hypertension or diabetes or something like that. Now they getting your money on the back end, and and yep. none of it is actually healing. 
Nope. You know, so Christ is really the only real healer that there is. Yeah. So one, man, we one, can't... one thing came to my mind is um when you were speaking was the devil give you a quick fix, but God makes you whole. Like, you know, you got to think about when a person smoking weed, you got to constantly smoke. But we both know when you in the spirit high enough, it's like you floating on clouds and you can be, it ain't no repercussions to it. You ain't got to worry about the condemnation. You might, you ain't got to worry about doing anything outrageous because you, 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 you're not soberly minded, you know? So mm -hmm. the devil love quick fixes because, you know, God wants to have patience. It's kind of like with wealth. There's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with it. But a lot of times God will allow you, he'll, he'll let you wait a long time before you bless you with the finances and things like that. Because he don't want you or anybody to serve mammon. He don't want you to serve mm. the money. He wants you to serve him. He'll bless you with the money. Cause you got to think about it. Everything in the world costs something. Look, that microphone, your headphones, my shoes, everything in the world costs something. So there's nothing wrong with money, but the enemy wants you to take shortcuts. He loves shortcuts, wow. loves shortcuts. Like he'll give people false glory. You could have had glory laid on in life and let God exalt you. It may take, it may be 20 years from now, but some people want to be exalted when they're young. Like, look, I'm a young man. I can preach. I can do this and do that. You might not preach your first sermon for the next five, next five years because God wow. wants you to really get the word in you, really uh, get the good character because it's a lot of responsibility. Even what you do, this is a lot of responsibility because you're reaching a lot of people at once. And it's like, you, you got to stay right because you can't be on here, you know, just talking about anything, you know, because you got to answer the guy, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just about um understanding that um I call it the faint encounter. It's like a Floyd Mayweather move. He'll throw that jab out there and show you something that you think you want, but that right hand waiting on you. It's just like the spirit of religion. Mm. Um, me and my friend was talking about this. The spirit of religion, the ultimate goal of the spirit of religion is to kill the church. Wow. It does it very, very slowly. Like you, I'm pretty sure you probably know some church you grew up in or whatever. They're no longer in existence because the religion is coming in and just suffocated the Holy Ghost out of there. Mm. So man. That's wild, bro. Yeah. Man. man. Uh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say, man. I'm just really, really meditating on that a little bit, man. But uh, we're yeah. just so conditioned to one thing so instantly, man. Um, yeah. But God knows the right time for everything because there's certain things that God knows that we can't see. That's you right. know what I mean? There's certain things that I know I'm going to do in this ministry that I haven't done yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and God has told me, well, revealed to me this year that uh, I wasn't as ready as I thought I was. You know what I mean? That's I wasn't good. as ready. And that's good that God um, showed you that so you can be more yeah. content and be patient in the process. Absolutely. Now, a lot, now, some of that had to do with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It had to do with me. But the point is, mm -hmm. um, well, one point is he knows things that we don't know. Yep, you see, like if you would have asked me. Yes. If, 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 if you would have asked me. Was I ready to do such a things or how I will handle this situation in that situation? I've been able to say, yeah, I handle it the way it's supposed to be handled. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Lord has a way of uh, showing us to us. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the one of these scriptures says that when we when we read these scriptures, it's like looking at ourselves in the mirror. You yep. know what I mean? So, uh, you know, the old saying is the Bible is the only book when you read it, it reads you. That's right. So um, so sometimes it takes a lot for us to be shown ourselves. Yeah, I do. You know, when folks did up in, in the, in the mirror and you about to go out and it's Friday night, you probably look great, mm -hmm. you know, but if you wake up in the morning and your hair is a mess and your breath stinking and okay. <laughs> and those worst moments, 
how how do you how are you in your worst moments? You know, how are you managing those moments? Those are the things yep. that God can reveal to us. Yep. And the Bible also says he's all consuming fire. And what I was thinking about was when Paul was on that beach and when the fire got lit, the snake came out. A lot of times we don't know what's within us until adversity hits or mm. the Holy Ghost put the light on it. We don't know. We think we, we there's some things in my life. I know for a fact I ain't ready for like uh, like the fact I'm single or something. I am not ready for a woman yet. I just can't. I was talking mm -hmm. to my, my female supervisor. She's really cool. One day I just walked up to her, like, you okay? She's like, I just got an attitude today. She never told me why. So I walked away and I was like, you got to help me because I can't, how's I deal with a woman that just, you know, just, <laughs> just nah, yeah. I'm not feeling today. You know, uh -huh. I just want, I don't have no patience for that. And I, God showed me that. And that's okay. He's going he's gonna to build me to be the man of God I need to be. But it's all in his timing. And um, mm -hmm. honestly, when we keep searching ourselves and searching the scriptures and praying, fasting, and being in his presence, the presence, like the August summer fire I just said, it'll, it'll reveal what's within us. And then when in God's timing, it's going to work out so perfect, only God can get the glory. Yes. Yes. Only God can get the glory. Mm -hmm. Only God can get the glory. Man. Man. A uh, lot of good discussion, man. I'm about to get to some of these comments, bro. You can... You can hang on or you can drop off. It's really up to That's you. That's cool, man. Hey, I'm chilling, man. I've been working yeah. all week, man. I'm enjoying just talking to my brother, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love it when you come on, man. God is good. Um, Sister Reed, King of Grace, says, yes, and the selling is overtime and subtle. You know what? I think I think it is ultimately overtime and subtle, <laughs> but, but there have been a lot of testimonies where – uh, and I'm using that word testimony. There's been a lot of accounts where people have uh, been able to point to very specific moments where they will say, okay, this was presented to me, mm -hmm. you know? So, um, you know, uh, I definitely hear your point where the Lord say all souls belong to him and they do, yeah. you know, but uh, the soul is effectively, it's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Yes. You know, the right. soul is something that's intangible, right? Mm -hmm. But it's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Now, like you said, we can give our allegiance, which is our mind, our will. Your mm -hmm. your allegiance is basically your will mm -hmm. and our emotions to the enemy if we so choose. Yes. Right. But that soul still be belongs to God. Brother Jay might have got a call. Okay, there you go. That soul still belongs to God. Because at the end of the day, he's the one that's going to determine what happens to that soul. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says, don't fear the one who can destroy the body. I mean, who can, excuse me. The Bible says, don't fear the one who can kill the body, but fear the one who can kill the body and destroy your soul in hell. So that mm -hmm. soul, even when that soul has made a decision not to follow the lord he's still the one that's going to determine what happens to it that's right here's a scripture job 33 14 and 15 for god speaks in one way and in another way yet no one notices in a dream in a vision in the night when deep sleep falls upon uh i don't know if that means or men's they slumber on their beds mm. yeah um and i think you know god god speaks to us in different ways there's just so much in the spiritual realm that we got to learn and right. uh understand 
Yeah, it is. I, I feel like dreams are the language of God. Like it's like one way He speaks. Like uh, I'm a I'm a um avid dreamer. Like I dream, I I take a nap and dream, but <laughs> I dream a lot. <laughs> And um, one thing with me, God is um, He's graced me with to give a dream interpretation to a certain extent. It's like it comes and goes. That's that's because I need to be writing my dreams down and being better steward over it. Because I notice when I'm a good steward of the spiritual gifts that I have, they get very very strong. Mm. And um, so but yeah, so that's one language. That's one way He speaks. And um, honestly, the enemy can speak. You know, your soul can speak. So basically. If you really know the word of God and you're really in his presence, it'll be easy to detect the dream of the enemy. Obviously, having a demonic dream that's fearful and maybe lustful or whatever, sinful, y'all know that's from the enemy. For them, just that's just flat out blatant. But sometimes the enemy can be real sneaky about it. And like cause he's very, very, you know, conniving and you know, he he's he's very patient. He 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 been here longer than us. So he he know what he's doing. You gotta give him credit where credit's due. Cause one thing I understand about the enemy, you really have to um, study him and have and have an understanding mm-hmm. and have somewhat of respect for him. Because you got to think about it, because at any moment we get out the will of God, the sin lie at the door. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm glad you said that because you made me think about um, something I read this week in the Word that stood out to me. I was going to do a separate video about this. I don't know if I will or not. But basically, if you remember when... John the Baptist was dealing with Herod and Herodias. Yes. Uh, Herod was the king at the time, and he had married his brother's wife. And John the Baptist was telling him, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, if you read that account, I think it's in the book of Mark. If you read that account of what happened to John the Baptist, you know, ultimately, Herod th- is throwing a party and Herodias, his wife, the Bible says that she looked for a certain time. I'm trying to find it right now. It said that she looked for a certain time uh, or a certain day, something like that is said. And the thing about it is uh, the devil is looking for a certain time. Um, He's looking for a certain time to capitalize on people. He's looking for vulnerabilities and that's what I'm saying in reference to what you said about how um, we have to know ourselves and we have to know how the enemy works also. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, it's the death of John the Baptist. I'm going to read this real quick. It's in Mark right. chapter 6, beginning at verse 14. It says, and I'm going to read it fast because I didn't cover most of it. It says, and King Herod heard of him for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead. And therefore, mighty works do show forth themselves in him. So they, they're talking about, they were asking the question, who is Jesus Christ? And John was thinking that Christ was John the Baptist raised from the dead. Anyway, verse yeah. 15, others said that it is Elias and others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, it is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake. Herodias is his wife, Herod's wife, mm-hmm. his brother Philip, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said to Her- unto Herod, it is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. I'm going to skip down a little bit. Okay, that's what is, is in verse 21. So Matthew 6 and 21. And when a convenient day was come, 
that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains and chief estates of Galilee. So basically it says in 22, and when the daughter of said Herodias came in and danced and please Herod and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, ask of me whatsoever thou wilt and I will give it thee. But what I'm trying to point out is a convenient day. What that means is that this lady, Herodias, uh, who might as well be a type of Satan because she killed John the Baptist, right? She she beheaded him. Literally, she beheaded yep. him or had him beheaded. Mm -hmm. A convenient day means that for a, a long time, like mm -hmm. probably from the very first moment when he called her Herod on having his brother's wife, ever since that moment. She had been looking for an opportunity that was convenient in order to get John the Baptist beheaded. She knew if I do it on any other day, it's he not going to go for it. He not going to be with it. So she sat back and she said, I'm going to wait until he throw this party. He going to have his friends over. He going to be eating and drinking and he just going to be happy and he ain't even going to know how to think. And then I'm going to get my daughter to come and dance for him. Mm-hmm. It was convenient. And oftentimes the enemy is uh, trying to plan something for each of us, yep. but he's looking for a specific opportunity. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of these guys succumb to. It's like, you know, uh, a lot of these guys have trauma. A lot of these guys have had people die that, were, that they were close to. A lot of these guys have not seen any hope. And so the enemy sits back. Uh, music industry, other industries as well. And he's looking for a convenient day, a convenient moment. And what was the mistake that Herod made? He wasn't sober. He wasn't yep. sober minded. He was partying. He was full and he was probably drunk. <laughs> and, he did, and he did something that he would not have otherwise had done. Yep, the scripture says that... Um like he didn't really want to do, but he had to keep the oath. So, um, and another thing, um, the Bible says that in the enemy is like a, he's like a roaring lion, seeking who made a vow. Lions that they hunt prey, they very methodical. They don't just run up on anything. They sneak up on it. They look for the right time, and they love to hunt things that are weak. Mm. They, they don't really like. They don't like to go out the wildebeest like that. They don't like. They don't really like fully grown zebras because they will get their jaw dislocated. Mm -hmm. So the enemy always look for opportune time to snitch snares and traps for us. That's why we have to be sober, vigilant, watchful. That's why the Bible say watch and pray. We have to really watch and understand like, okay, you know, this could be a, a snare, you know, so this, this might be an unwise decision. That's why we have to seek God about everything that we do. So make sure we're not fighting against God or getting outside the will of God because just because it's a good idea don't mean it's a God idea. Mm. Man. That's so true. That's so true. I'm looking at a comment from Glean from his word. It says, yes, music has power. It says God inhabits the praises of his children. Mm -hmm. Man. Yeah, that, and like, just, that's good. Just the idea of, of somebody or something being able to inhabit music. You know what I mean? Being able to yeah. inhabit music. And you know, the enemy is a counterfeit. So basically... Whatever God does, he he he's a counterfeit tool. Cause just think about it, like you playing worship music and you praying or you listen to Chosh Cobb or whatever, 
you get that feeling you want to be close to God, you're praying and the spirit is high. If you listen to like a song by R. Kelly or something, next thing you know, you're gonna call your girlfriend, you know, like what you, got <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pretty cool. Like this spirit into the I didn't like God has really helped me to understand the spiritual realm. And it's like, man, it's serious. Like, you cannot listen to no corner music. Like, honestly, mm. you want to go back into the 90s real quick. And, and we have a moment. It's like, we ain't perfect. But, hey, whatever. You know, we'll cut some Jada Kiss on every once in a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just, mm -hmm. just a little quick throwback. But, man, you got to be super careful what you put in your eye, your eye gates and your ear gates. Because that stuff getting your spirit. Next thing you know, you up here doing stuff that you went, you ain't did. You been saying 10 years. And all of a sudden, you up here, wow, why, why am I? talk to this woman and I don't even think she know the Lord, you know? Like, you yeah. Just, you ain't the name. Some people be, man, some people be tripping me out. They be like, hey, I'm talking to this guy. I don't talk to this girl. I'll be like, before I know a person's name, I need to know if you saved or not, man. What's your name? I mean, are you saved? <laughs> then uh, tell me your name because I ain't gonna go, look, I, I don't know, man. I just I just want to fulfill my purpose in God. I don't want <laughs> no snares, nothing to hold me back. I feel like, you, you, bro. Saved? Yeah, like I only want to know your name because if you look, if you ain't saved, I'm, it's gonna be a waste of time. I ain't gonna do that. It is not worth it. Unless they agree. <laughs> mm -hmm. Man, and Grace said conduits. I think that was when I was trying to find that word. Yes, that's a good word that I was uh, trying to find. Here's a comment: A study was done how rock slash heavy metal in incites violence and suicide. Yeah, I mean the thing about it. It's gotten to the point now where the rock and the heavy metal, that used to be, I'm just going to say it, that used to be just some white people stuff. But <laughs> basically, the the it's it affects all cultures now. Like the yeah. Travis Scott concert and stuff like that, that Travis Scott music that he was playing in there, that yeah. basically is is just this the same thing as the yeah. rock and the heavy metal. And we see what type of impact did that 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 had so it doesn't surprise me at all that mm -hmm. that study you know went like that a lot of these guys now these um young rappers they'll rap about the suicide or the death in their songs and then they'll yep. they'll die like the guy juice world or something like that he used yeah, to they say he used to mm -hmm. always rap about dying at the age or not always but he rapped sometimes about dying at the age of 21 and lo and behold, he he died at the age of 21. Yeah. Well, guess what? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Yeah. So that's right. That dude, um, X X X Takakashi, he mm -hmm. he he rapped about a lot about the depression and all that type of stuff. And honestly, the me, me, my personal opinion, depression is not a fruit of the spirit. And I understand people die and things happen, and it makes you sad. Even David was saying Jesus wept. So emotions are okay. It gotta get to the point where you had a joy of the Lord, you and you gotta you gotta be happy about get back into the presence of God. Like I done had um like recently one of my ex girlfriends died, you know, and um mm. it hurt. But then honestly, my guy got my mind wired to the point where it's like, well, I'm still here and I got a work to do. And I was happy when they said unto me, let me go into the house of the Lord. Like I love, I just get in his presence. And honestly, it's a lot of things been happening in my life, and like I got peace because I had the Prince of Peace. When you had a Prince yeah. of Peace. All these things, this music, um, these movies, like all this agenda stuff, in the midst of a storm, it's just like what was the story that's coming to my mind when the disciples was on the boat. They were like, Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? He just got up and said, He rebuked the wind. Mm -hmm. He was like, Where's your faith? And then, and like, you know, a couple of chapters later, J Jairus, uh, a Gentile, he said, Just speak the word. 
and you just see like Jesus was in the boat with you. What, what mm. you worried about? Like he's God. Like he been trying to tell these at that point. Man, I don't know how long he was in ministry at that point, but he was telling him for a minute who I am. He didn't. He didn't turn water to wine. That was the first miracle. Then he did. You know, with the bread and he been casting out demons. He been doing all type of stuff. And all of a sudden, y'all scared. And I ain't gonna lie, I can't swim. So I ain't gonna lie. They're, they're, they're supposed to start rocking. I'm gonna wake up. Jesus, you need to wake up and hurry up. <laughs> I can't swim. You look. I was look. You caught me from my desk job. I was mm -hmm. safe. Now I'm gonna die. Help. <laughs> so I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, in God's presence, there's safety. There's yes. safety in His presence. So yes, storms may come, but we should not be rattled because we have to be secure that we have the Helper, which is the Holy Spirit, which is you know. That he he will help us and help us to um, stay calm in the storm. Yeah, yeah, he will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on him. Man, man, mm -hmm. quick comment. Anything from Satan, anything fast is from Satan. Anything worth having takes time, patience, and growth. It's like a seed planted in soil. It takes time to grow and blossom into something beautiful. Wow, man. King Nebu wanted music. Okay, man, just just so many good comments, family. But I just wanted to talk that up a little bit. Oh wow, Sister Camera says that she heard that Tupac story. Wasn't it Evander Holyfield that said it to him? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think it was Evander Holyfield. It was somebody famous told him, yeah. Because I think Evander Holyfield. I don't know if you're a Christian or not, but I think mm -hmm. he went to a Benny Hand thing. And got, I don't know. I don't really know. But anyway, mm -hmm. though, I think it was somebody famous. <laughs> Yeah, and and I mean it's like weirdly that kind of makes me feel like it's more credible. <laughs> I believed you at first, you know what I'm saying? But like not to say uh, Van the Holyfield is just some wonderful guy, not like that, but but yeah, it's like how many people like are really keys, man. Like I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, like how many people are really gonna be, you know, around around Tupac that often. Yeah, because yeah, really like God had to be somebody famous to get to him. I think at that time, this Evander Folderfield, he um had a heart problem or something, so he couldn't mm. box no more for a little while. Then I think he went to Benny Hinn Church and got healed or something. And then he became, wow. I, I believe for at least a short amount of time, he was a devout Christian. So, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All glory to God, right? Mm-hmm. Man, uh... Yeah, a lot of the, you know, God is just moving in places that we don't even see all the time. Uh -huh. He's moving and he's doing things behind the scenes that we might not even always perceive. Like they always say, they protecting me from danger, seen and unseen. Yep. Man, um, I think this is in reference to the comment you had made. One thing about falling in love uh, or God giving you your ordained spouse, you will have the tolerance or endurance or grace for their growth. So I think oh, that was good. when you was, was that? that? That's some good stuff. Right now. I like that. <laughs> Sister Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That was good. Yeah, wise words, wise words. That was good. Um, man, let me go to the bottom. God is just so wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. Jesus in the boat also represents how God is with us in the trial, not away from us. Absolutely. You know, Jesus, that, that scene is just so amazing because um, like I, 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 the Lord showed me this one time. Um, 
Jesus it was a human and he ate and slept just like everybody else. <laughs> yep. But I don't think he was that hard of a sleeper that he just, you know what I'm saying, didn't know what was going on. I think Jesus was sleep on purpose because he wanted them to come to him. He wanted to train them to be able to come to me in the midst of the storm. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, sure, he could have just, if he had just woke up and automatically just spoke to the storm it would have definitely still been very uh, impressive <laughs> but um mm -hmm. yeah. but there was something that he was doing to say okay when a storm arises what is your first reaction they yeah. had been around jesus enough to know we need him <laughs> we've seen him do some <laughs> other stuff if if anybody can do something he can do it and so he was he was conditioning them that when something happens, come to me, you know, come to me. That's that's what he was really, really showing them and showing us really, you know, how to react. Because mm -hmm. when the situation in life happens, it's going to be one of two things. You either going to run to God or you're going to run away from God. You know, yes. those are usually the two reactions that we do. It's very rare that something significant happens in your life and somebody just stay neutral. You know, I mean, it's yeah, we have I emotions, it's man. emotions. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. man, God is just so good, bro. Man, we've been on here for a little bit now, man. Um, just so mm -hmm. much to 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 talk about, bro. But I'm gonna I'm get ready to wrap it up, call it a night, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I thank you for hopping on and chopping it up with me a little bit, man. God is just so good, I feel encouraged. You know what I mean? I feel, I feel good deep down in my <laughs> sanctified soul. <laughs> All right, then. You know, God I'm is glad, good. I'm glad I can hop on, man. Um, You know, we can have this discussion, man, because, like, these conversations are very well needed in the body of Christ because some people just live their life so lack of, lackadaisical. We're in a war. We need to discuss what the enemy is doing. We need to understand that we have, um through the, through the name of Jesus and through his blood, we have power to overcome the enemy. We have to understand that we're in warfare. And we just need to have these discussions to understand that, you know, Christ has has the best thing that, that we can ever want in life. We can become born again. And really, once we become born again, you have you become a new creature in him. And obviously we have a piece of in my that's how I look at it. We have a piece of heaven within us. Mm -hmm. And we have unlimited potential because God is with us. A lot of times the enemy on the blind blind people mind, you know, to make them believe that like we're, we're not all led and things like that. But honestly, God has a plan and purpose for everybody, even by the, everybody on here now and they're watching the future. We all have a plan and a purpose. Don't let the enemy lie to you and say, you don't have uh, God don't have a purpose for you. He has a plan for you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The kingdom of mm -hmm. kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. It's a warfare. Right I like that. Oh, is it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, man. Well, listen, family, we thank y'all for hanging out with us tonight. God is truly good. He is worthy to be praised. Um, man, I think we done covered it all. So that's all I have, family. You all take care and be blessed. This is Sonic Talk. Speaking out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. 
speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working as goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object Culture living godless, I can't even call it We in the last days, Babylon is falling Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Just walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the Shelby say We trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check In from beginning, gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Try and keep my sanity amongst calamity Social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity PC culture on a mission and they try to cancel me But I know Jesus gonna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slambery So I need him every day, this daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven the born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in